good to see your lovely faces. <laughs> good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Chris and I did not go out and have three kids over the weekend. <laughs> we did not. We have, <laughs> we have our grandkids with us. Um, and just for the record, one of them is named Wilder, and, and he lives up to his name, Wilder. Wilder. He is wild. Yes, he fulfills that name. <laughs> yes, so it's good to see you guys. I feel like I haven't been here in so long. I don't know why. We haven't. Yeah, it's been, what, a week? <laughs> it's been a week since we've been here. I just want to look at everybody. Ah, except Carrie. Don't look at Carrie right now. <laughs> this is good, guys. This is family. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys um, allowing us to find ourselves in this walk, to find myself in this place. <laughs> I appreciate you guys learning and growing with us and uh, stepping out into the unknown of where we don't know where we're going, but we know it's towards God in that general direction. <laughs> we know it's that way. I'm going to give this to Chris because I am losing my voice really, really bad. I'm sorry. Do I sound like I'm losing my voice? I feel like I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Push through. Push through. I think... Okay, if I don't sound froggy, then I feel like there's so much going on in our lives, and if it's not, I don't want to speak that over you, but I love that you guys are staying steadfast. I love that you guys are pushing through, pressing through, because it's not, it doesn't matter the battle. It's that we keep turning our direction to God. It's that we keep turning ourselves when I learned that, I used to live in this guilt of trying to worship, but my mind wondering. I thought I was this bad person. But that's the enemy that we're battling. The beautiful part is when I bring myself back and align it with the Lord and what he's doing and what he's showing me. And it's okay. We're not bad kids, and our dad isn't an angry God. He loves us. He desires us. He pursues us and wants a relationship with us. That's the father that we serve. And I love that we have been introduced to that God and not the angry father that's stomping his foot, waiting for us to do wrong so he can send a bolt of lightning. That's not the God we serve. The God we serve loves us, desires us, pursues us on a daily basis. I don't even have anything else. I just want to look at I really do want to just look. There's the whites. The white people. <laughs> the whites. <laughs> Larry and Mary, who we get their names confused a lot of times. The Haars back there. The Sanchez's. That wonderful Lydia. If y'all don't know Lydia, you need to know her. She will, she will better your life. You will be a better person when you know Lydia. These are Rubios, and we have some guests. You guys are awesome, man. Y'all look good. And then... Get out of here. That's awesome. Name, Rain. That's so cool. <clears throat> and then we have our mom and dad who's back. <laughs> yes. Don't leave us, mommy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Corneliuses, too. No, I'm kidding. The Corneliuses. <laughs> Mark and Laura and our famous Miss Angela, who changes our atmosphere, keeps us in line. I didn't. I saw Tabitha up there. She told me to bring my grandkids back. She says, no, they can't stay here. <laughs> but if y'all know Tabitha, that's pretty typical. Ronnie and Tabitha. Who? Gregory. Gregorio. Miss Rodriguez back there in the back. I'm sorry. I'm taking a long time. Chris Herrera. Hey. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm sorry, I'm taking a long time. I just want to look at everybody. Y'all look good. Y'all just look good. I just appreciate y'all. 
I'm going to hand this over. And these kids, sorry. I'm going to hand this over to Chris because I am. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I hand it over to Chris very abruptly without any transition. Chris, 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 Chris. I forgot he likes to hear his name. <laughs> For you visitors who don't know, Chris likes an No, he doesn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He doesn't. When we go home, he's like, Raquel. Well, let me tell you all this story because y'all already knew. Chris would stand up here. And he would always pick fun at me, always pick fun at me. He would, I was his, you know, the end of his jokes, whatever. And so I started coming up here, and I was using him as a joke, making everybody think that he likes all the hoopla and all that, which he doesn't. But I did that. Yes. So one day he came, and he says, Raquel, hey, you need to stop doing that. People are going to really think, you know, because you keep saying that. And for a split second, like just a half a second, I thought, well, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not going to do it. <laughs> if they think that, then they need to get to know you. <laughs> what an opportunity for you to know more people. <laughs> so with that, here's Chris. <laughs> what my concern with that was, is for the people that are clicking in on YouTube, right at the moment where she says, oh, here's Chris, 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 Chris. What kind of pastor is that? <laughs> Man. Hey, I just want to double exclaim everything she just said. You guys are awesome. And I know we got a few people out. Um, and if, if you guys that are normally with us, if y'all are watching the replay on YouTube or, or listening to the podcast, man, you guys are awesome. We truly love you and appreciate what you have allowed God to do with a community of people. Amen. I love it, and I'm thoroughly excited. I was a little ticked that I couldn't scream my voice out this morning, as I love to do that. But uh, we got all our kiddos. Uh, man, why don't you all stand for a second? And, you know, there's no junior Holy Spirit. And, um, man, Lydia does an amazing job of uh, teaching you you kiddos uh, how to hear the heart of the Father. And, um, you know, we're not back there just doing some kind of little booklet or something. We're actually trying to teach your kids uh, the same things we teach you about how to hear the heart of the Father. As we're trying to learn how to hear His voice and how to understand Holy Spirit. And that's what they learn back there. And it's uh, really powerful. So, man, Father, we just bless these kids in the name of Jesus and ask you just to speak to them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, for those of y'all staying in with us... Um, um, we'll give them a second here. I wasn't texting a while ago. I was trying to, I was trying to find a verse and it was so, uh, interesting how it came about. Um, I'm actually going to turn to it real quick. Um, I was trying to find this verse and I was doing the search and, uh, <laughs> so crazy. I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I, I cannot remember where that is. And um, um, it, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it happens. 49 now, it happens more than not. But the verse, uh, uh, it's in Psalm, and uh, it says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It's Psalm 145, right? I knew it. See? What, a while ago, what happened was when I was looking on my phone, I was typing all that in. I'm like, man, where is this thing at? And... Um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, why don't you ask me where it is? I was like, oh, snap. That's, yeah, that's right. And um, when Raquel was sharing, um, and, and mainly it was that song, and then the way that she transitioned and what she was sharing, um, this Psalm 145, verse 3, it says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Um, uh, just a just a a freebie, just a rabbit trail today, with what was going on up here. Um, <clears throat> at least what I was sensing for for myself with what she was sharing is that the greatness that is unsearchable is the part that leads us to the new freedom and the new capacity where He's trying to pull us into. And you know that's the beautiful thing. 
for, for what has happened here at CORE, you know, this all started about five and a half years ago now, six years ago, this journey of freedom, uh, most importantly, freedom from religion, but freedom to step into full identity of who we are. And as that began to happen, that's why this, this song, it just it t- totally wrecks me every time when we begin to sing about that my chains are gone, my fear, it has to go. It has no choice, amen? All because of what he has done, but more so because of what he's about to do in my life. And what I'm so excited about is that the unsearchable part of his greatness, it, 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 it's that part that I haven't got to yet. Because there's a greatness of him that I haven't learned yet that I have not experienced yet, and I'm about to. And then there will be another step beyond that. And it's just this continual growing and growth, and that's what's going to increase my faith and my capacity to walk in this life as a son, as the son that he designed me to be. And that was, a, that was just, man, it was just pounding in my head so much while ago. Um, so anyway, that was the, that's the freebie. Amen. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Romans, um, <clears throat> chapter 13. Um, yeah. Let me know when you get there. I know they're going to put it on the screen. I'm going to read from both uh, the New American Standard and the Passion uh, this morning. Um, and um, yeah, man, you know, um, I'm always talking about, hey, it's, it's cool if your kids say, if they surf on the altars, it's not, you know, nothing sacred in this room except you guys, right? And then here's my grandson. He gets in here about 45 <laughs> seconds, and he beelines it over here. He starts trying to grab the microphone and everything. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's more of a test <laughs> on my, uh, uh, Chris, do you really mean that when you say that? <laughs> <clears throat> no, they're uh, they're good kids, man. We we're really excited to keep them this weekend. Um, but they're not used to this style of church. You know, it's a little bit different for them, and so uh, it was. It's cool. The last couple of times they've come, they usually grab flags and run around with everybody. So, man, our kids most most of them kids have been flagging in the back back there. They've been sticking to the back. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's all right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, in Romans 13, there's this, there's this idea and this thought that Paul is uh, communicating, and um, it's about debt. Um, excuse me. Um, I hate debt. Anybody else? Man, do you know... Uh, um, uh, not 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 to get all political or whatever, but the economy um, was doing some amazing things. Interest rates were just unbelievable, and uh, for the most part, you can still find some some pretty pretty amazing rates and stuff out there. And that's shifting. There's inflation is coming and growing, and all that good stuff that happens in those cycles. Um, but uh, in this last go round. People were, um, excuse me, you know, we, we, uh, we have a flooring and a countertop company, and we had one of our customers who's a pretty, pretty big builder here in, in Houston, and um, we had a total of, I think it was six or seven of their employees, you know, they call us up, hey, man, um, redoing the bathroom, hey, redoing the kitchen and the bathroom, and all this stuff, and man, me and Kevin were like pulling our hair out. Um, it's a little easier for me than Kevin, right? But um, <laughs> um, <coughs> I love you, Bubba. Yeah, he keeps it. He keeps it short for that that reason. Um, we had all these um, employees from this builder. You know, they work hand in hand with lenders all day long, and the, the story was the same for all of them. Some of them 
were just remodeling the kitchen and the master. Some of them were just doing an outdoor patio thing. Uh, but every one of them ranged except for one difference. Every one of them. This was the story. I'll give you the most extravagant. The most extravagant was they refinanced their house and they remodeled the entire kitchen. I'm talking new cabinets, new countertops, redid the whole master bathroom, put in a pretty good-sized pool in the backyard, lowered their payment by $200 a month from what they did have, and on top of that, they got money back on the loan. Yeah. Part of that is the value of homes had shot up. Interest rates were at an all-time low, and there was money to be had at 3%, which after inflation is below 2 It's just, it was like a win-win, and they were just doing this and lowering their payments, and they got a pool, and, um, and, and sometimes debt like that, you know, you, you, I don't know that everybody can walk around and pay, you know, two, three, four, five hundred thousand for a house right now, uh, maybe John White, maybe, um, but, um, the uh, the thing is, debt like that is is a, is kind of a necessity in life that we live in the in the world that we live in today, right? Um, now I'm not saying uh, go out and go way over. There's some necessary debt, but what's interesting is there's a concept in the scripture that you and I are supposed to be in debt. Um, to every other person that we meet. And it's a debt that we owe them to love them. And so we know from the scripture uh, in First in John where he wrote about that God is, they might know, love. He's love. God is love. And um, there's, uh, there's other scripture you know, Jesus himself, he took, he said, hey, take all the commandments and you sum them all up into one thing, love, right? And we're going to see some of that in a second. But here in, in, in Romans 13, I, I want to I just share with you a little bit of um, something that's been driving in me a little deeper this week um, is, is just that, is about the people that I'm around. Um, man, the other day at our at our new newest new facility, um, you know it's a it's a real nice extravagant building. It's it's our design center. Um, it's right on I forty five. It's it's nice. It's really nice. And um, we it was just about time for the the front uh, the design center to actually open. And um, there was a uh, um, there was a lady a homeless lady that had come up and was sleeping on the the big uh, uh, patio up front, all the way on the corner. And, um, you know, um, the old me under the religious way that I was, I would have saw that. They actually come and told me, the ladies up front come and said, hey, there's a bum sleeping on the, on the front porch. We're fixing to have all these people come in. Said, all right. The old me would have ran to get my new King James Bible, the thick, new, open study edition, so that I could run out there and wake her up by hitting her with it. You need Jesus. You made bad choices. You know, that kind of, I would have, I would have been a little uh, religious like that. And uh, so I walked out, and, um, and she was um, sleeping, and I, I did have to wake her up. Now, I've been around a lot of situations like that. Uh, also, I grew up on the north side, so know a little bit about stuff, right? And as I walked up, um, she had her hands kind of covered, and uh, I kind of just shook her on her foot with my foot a little bit, and I said, ma'am. And uh, I saw her eyes start to move, but she's one of those, now she's going to play possum. Sorry, I'm a country boy. Do y'all know what possum means? I mean, okay, good. I'm in, all right. And... Uh, I began to kind of shake her, and uh, she just kept squinching her eyes harder, like, oh, no, if I just squinch harder, he'll go away. And I sat there. I said, ma'am, ma'am, I, I got to have you move. I got to have you move. If you need some water, I, I've got some water here, but I need you to move on. And 
not to be too, um, uh, stuff doesn't usually gross me out, but there was a lot of grossness on the area where she had been laying and sleeping all night. Uh, there was a lot of stuff there. Um, and um, she was in bad shape, right? And I said, ma'am, I need you. I told her, I ended up, I ended up, I was, I was rocking her. <laughs> if somebody would have been looking from the parking lot, they would have thought, oh, snap, get the camera. He's over kicking somebody, you know. I mean, I was having to rock her pretty hard. And um, I said, ma'am, I, I, I need you to go. I need you to get up. I can't do any more right now. I can, I can give you this water. Uh, you may call anybody. And she just got up and was really mad, and she just walked off. And then I had to clean up all the stuff that was there. Um, and as I was sitting there, I was remembering how I used to act with stuff like that. Did a lot of street ministry in my younger days, and um, all kinds of stuff would happen. You know, um, in the middle of gang activity, I mean, I've been shot at, um, threatened by all kinds of things, been involved with, you know, full-on, like Jesus talked about, with a demoniac. I've been in that situation of, you know, the whole spectrum that you can imagine of what you see on the streets. I've been in that, and I remembered in that moment as I was, you know, cleaning off the slab and everything there. I was like, wow, <clears throat> this was very different from how I used to be. And um, <clears throat> a word popped in my head was sonship. And you know, one thing that we push really hard here at CORE is knowing your identity as a son or a daughter of the king. Amen? That's something that we, we drive home. We, we try to beat that thing to death because that, I believe, is the most important thing. And Raquel and I have seen so much change in our own life all because of learning more of who we are as a son or a daughter. When I heard that word sonship, after dealing with this lady, um, which it, it was a, there was a lot more to the situation that I could not do more for her right then. <clears throat> but thinking of my, my old way, my religious way, and I heard that word sonship, and I began to ponder that. And Holy Spirit began to talk to me about sonship and about the, the core of being a son or a daughter and the core of being a father to a son or a daughter is love. And I think we all know that, right? Um, aren't you glad that he loves you as a son or a daughter, as a child, right? And so I was thinking about this verse um, and because one of the things that came up in my, as I was pondering that day about this lady, uh, like I was just really... In a, in, a, in a way, I hope this doesn't sound weird, but I was, I was kind of fascinated with the change that I had recognized in my life. It's like, wow, man, like this is so different and this is so cool. Because never once did Jesus walk up to somebody and say, oh, you tramp. Oh, you stupid drug addict. Never once did he say, oh, you're a Samaritan, filthy dog. You know, he didn't, he didn't condemn he didn't push down. He didn't look down. You, you follow me? Are you with me? He never did that. And I'm supposed to be like him. Well, I am like him. Let me rephrase that. I am like him. There's just other areas in my life that still need to be conformed to be more like him. And love is the main one, I think. And I think that's probably true for all of us, especially when you're driving down I-45. <clears throat> Yeah, people still wave. You know, I wave like this all the time. They wave back with one finger. <laughs> man, I'm just trying to, we're from the country, man. We just be nice. Like they don't even want you to be nice sometimes. But that's okay. You still got to love them because Jesus did. Amen. So here, I, wanna, I wanted to pick up in this passage where, um, where Paul writes this. Now he's talking about authority and uh, leadership and all that in this passage, and he's writing that from a from a Roman prison cell. Uh, it's 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 very fascinating. 
um, to think about the concepts that, that he's giving us in this moment, right? <clears throat> but he gets to this one that I want to focus on today just for a few moments. And um, it's in starting in verse 8. Um, if you're there with me, he says, uh, in the New American Standard, he says, Oh, nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Now, I want to I sidestep here for a second and, and, and mention something that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've been, I've been pondering this and trying to get this better in my understanding, and I haven't been able to study it enough yet. But in 1 John, I think it's chapter 3 or 4, John begins to talk about that he doesn't say only Christians he says anyone that loves is showing the attribute of God. And love is not limited to a label like a Christian. I know some lost people that are pretty messed up, but they love pretty good and pretty hard. Is that true? But the scripture tells us that anyone, it says that, it says anyone that loves or that shows love is showing the attribute in the heart of God. And there's more to it than that, that they're, they're showing that they're connected. And, uh, oh man, this thing shut off. And so, there's no uh, list that our God has. Is that true? Oh, one of, two of y'all, Okay. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. No. Um, he does not have a list. He doesn't say, um, uh, let me see. Rebecca, did you follow all that today? No, you didn't. You're out. Shazam. You know, it doesn't happen that way. He doesn't say, oh, Angela, you didn't shout loud enough today, so no blessing for you. Take it back. You know, he, he doesn't do that kind of stuff, right? And, and it says here in the same concept that owe no one anything except to love one another. He doesn't say just to the church, just to the Christian. Just He says, oh, no one, anything except to love them. The beautiful thing about that is God is right. So when we show love, who are we showing? See, we're not showing a thing. Everybody in here knows. I think it looks like everybody in here that I, that I know of has been married or is married except Gregory. Yeah, yeah, and so we all know that love is not a thing, right? Y'all know that, most of y'all know I'm pretty patterned, I'm a pretty patterned person, and when Raquel says, hey, the dirty clothes go right here, dirty clothes, they go right there, and maybe a month later, She'll move the basket over here and not say anything. Uh-uh-uh, the dirty clothes still go right there. <laughs> right? No, they go with the basket. Well, you didn't tell me. It doesn't matter. I moved the basket, but you said here. I shouldn't have to, you know, and then the whole thing starts, right? How many of you know that it's not, love is not me uh, saying, oh, my God, she doesn't love me because she, she moved the basket and she didn't tell me, and now she's mad. Which she didn't get mad about the basket. I'm, I'm, I'm elaborating, right? She says, no, you're exaggerating what you're doing. <laughs> we all know that love is not a thing. Love is a person. Love is not just what we should show, but it's who we should be. Love is who he is, which is how his children should be. And so whether it's the lady that's strung out, leaving her pills on my front porch, uh, you know, and all the other stuff that went through her pants. It, it, love is still showing her the kindness of, can I get you some water? Can I call somebody? And not saying, hey, just call the cops and get her out of here, right? Or whichever way it is. I remember, I remember when we were so stuck in our religiousness, you know, that, um, man, I, I love it. Today it didn't seem as much, but most of the time... I mean, those kids are 
just all over. And even some of y'all adults, man, shame on you if you didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But everybody's moving or dancing or just standing up here or, you know, a couple of y'all like to stand in front of the speakers and, 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 and there's all this movement going on. And, you know, it's happened to several of you where you'll be here at the altar or sitting right there in front of the speaker and it's, it's a couple of different ones of you all and your kid comes up. Right? Raquel tried that today, and that didn't work too long. Because right away, he went for the microphone. I saw him. But you'll be here, and you'll be worshiping, and your kid might you know, step right, sit on the altar. Or, uh, or sometimes I've seen some of the kids where they, they stand on it. Right? And their mom or their dad is sitting here worshiping, and they're they begin to talk to the kid, and they're talk, kids talking back, and, oh, mommy, this, that. And I, sometimes I'm up here even with my ear in. I can hear it, right? I remember in the religious days when some of the elders of the church would run up here real quick and say, uh-uh, you need to get your kid off the altar. Or I never did this. But I know worship leaders that would pull their ear out and walk over here and say, you're distracting the service. I've seen a ton of that kind of stuff. And for 20 years, we lived in that, not knowing any better. Now, I'd like to take an Ariat to the face and kick that stuff out. And my point is, is that most of the stuff that we went through like that and even some of you who are with us, we just didn't know any better. Now, dang, man, why did it take so long? That was my fault for me. I, I, that, was my, that was on me. My longevity in that religiousness was because I, was, I, I never took the courage to step out in moments when there was a little bit of that revelation coming. And these people that were that way that I'm describing... They just didn't know any better. And, and that's okay, because we're not there anymore. Amen? But my point is, is that in the middle of a person having an encounter with the Father, with how it looks like for them, with their kid, you know why we encourage the kids to, to dance and flag and, and all that? The reason is because we're setting a platform for their freedom. Because that way, when they're as old as all of us, that they won't have these inhibitions to take the next step. How many of y'all remember the first time you raised your hand in church? I remember I was like, yeah, that, yeah, it's halfway. I remember the first time I was in a Baptist church and I heard this lady in the middle of the of the, uh, she was a guest, and this was, she was, um, uh, in the middle of uh, the hymns, right? And everybody is standing there, and they're just holding their hymn, and they're all swaying this way. Yeah. There was, there was, that was a full church of nothing but white people. There wasn't no Hispanics, no, there wasn't none. It was all white, so everybody was going just in sync, just like this, same movement. There wasn't no rhythm, and they're just singing, right? The organ is going, and this lady, she was behind us. She, she is a visitor, and she just said, oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, for what you've done. You remember that? And what happened? Every one of them good old Baptist people. <laughs> and then, that wasn't enough. It was, <laughs> and the ones you could see the side of their face, it was like this. Oh, I can't believe it. See the eyebrows going up, man. The wig is moving, or the thing is moving, and they're. And I remember, like I was in a turmoil. We were young believers, but we talked about this. You know, we remember having the thought of, "Wow, there was something." You could feel something there, but at the same time, there was this, this. This pull from the Bapticostal stuff, right? 
And I remember as time went on, the first time I went to a church where uh, it was a full gospel, we had all kinds in that place. <laughs> this is really what church was supposed to look like. It was so beautiful. Not at first. At first we walked in there, and I've said this before, man, I thought, man, these people, they're going to hell. They running around and dancing and jumping, and they grab another one who didn't want to dance, and they're making him dance, and, and then there are ones over here just, you know, doing that devil talk, right, speaking in tongues, and that's what we were taught. That's how we were, we were taught, right, and all that was going on, and uh, it was so crazy, man, but you know the one thing about that place is they loved us. Even in all my stuck-upness and my religious righteousness, they loved us. It was beautiful. And I think about all that kind of stuff, whether it's a child in the middle of worship, you know, Remy's over there talking real loud to our guest and just telling them all about the church, you know. Some people will get mad and bothered by that. They don't go here, but... Some people will. Right? And it's the maturity of the encounter with the love of the Father that pulls you and I into a place of acceptance and love for everyone around us. And when you do that, you are fulfilling the responsibility of debt that you have to every person. Because, verse 8 says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another for the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. What did Jesus come to do? He, filled the, he fulfilled the law, right? Uh, he says in verse 9, For this, and he's quoting here, You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, Look at that. He ain't got to list them. He says, look, if there's any other list of something that you should do for righteousness sake, it doesn't matter what it is. It falls under love. Right? Well, I thought that was a pretty good point, but that's okay. Thank you. Thank you, Pops. If there's any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Do this knowing the time is ready. He goes on to talk about the time, but let me, let me move over to the passion real quick in verse 8. Uh, he says, don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. Because love supersedes the religious writings of anyone. You know, God didn't write the law. You all know that, right? God didn't write it. Man wrote the law. Go back and read Exodus. I know what Charlton Heston did when he held them stones up there, but that's not actually how it happened. Go read it. Those lists, those things that we have been told to live our life by, they don't compare to love because love is God and God is love and he supersedes all of that. Now granted, I, I don't believe in uh, going to church on Sunday and living like hell on Monday. I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, we have some, some friends, we have some really good friends that you know, they'll, they love God with all their heart, and they'll, they'll cuss a little bit here and there. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm not going to judge. I'm going to love them. I am not going to go there for me personally, right? Um, if you're in any kind of leadership with us, we don't want to judge and all that stuff, but we're not, we, we can't really go that route, you know. Can, can you imagine if Adriana was a... Filth, Florin, filth from a, <laughs> what, like we, we can't do that, right? Does that make sense? So we, we still have a, 
It's not a standard of laws to uphold. Ryan's over there. You ought to hear when she gets mad. No, I'm just kidding. There's a standard. Amen? But the standard is not a list of rules. The standard is the conduct of love that looks like our Father. And every situation is going to be different. Every one of you is very, very different in how you love. Right? You ever seen those couples that, like, they don't even hold hands, but they got kids and you wonder how that happened? And then you got couples like Eric and Rebecca, and you know exactly how it happened. <laughs> Eric will always drop out and say, oh, my sexy wife. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> what kind of church is this? <laughs> I love seeing them love each other, man. It's beautiful, right? But not everybody's like that. Love looks different for each person, and God is the standard of what it looks like. And how it functions. And he tells us right here that this is the one thing that you owe every person that you come in contact with. Every person that ever hears your voice, sees your life. No matter what it is or what it looks like. You simply owe the love that he had. You owe them that. I owe them that. Man, I think of some of these people that I come in contact with. And I, man, there's moments... Or I think, God, I don't want to love this person right now. Man, man, my poor brother over here, he runs the countertop division. And sometimes he comes and he says, hey, man, I'm like, he don't even want to tell me. He don't even want to tell me some this so and so this person, they measured wrong again. What was the material? Cambria Britannica. Oh, Jesus, that's $3,000 for a slab. How many slabs did it take? Three. Shandai. Oh, something. You know, started. And when those things happen over and over again, I have to guard my heart. Because even though there is a business side of it, and there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, responsibility factor that I as a business owner, that him as a manager, that we have to deal with, right? We have to. You still have to love them through it. Raquel and I, I can't talk about it right now, but we're going through something right now uh, with the company that, um, man, I am so proud of what God has done in our life. And I don't mean it braggingly at all. But this thing, really, man, most of y'all know me. I'm, I'm, I'm old school country boy from the north side of Houston. Ran with La Raza and all that, man. And homie, don't play that. No, man. Like this is stuff. It's it's time to throw down the old way. But I'm so I'm so glad, man. Hey, her too. She take her rearrange. She gets the cholo bands and start taking off the slides. Y'all think we're joking. That's where we come from, man. <laughs> I thank God for redemption, yes? <laughs> but this thing that we're facing right now, man, all through it, we've never once had a slanderous thing to say. We've never, we've just been, hey, this is it. We even, uh, I can't say that. I just, I'm, I, I'm so proud of what God has done in our life that we've been able to not have that. Amen. When according to the world, this situation, it deserves that, but not according to the standard of my God that I live by, that I love by, and I owe it to this situation to love. Amen? Are y'all with me? Are we on the same page? All right. So in the passion, let me read this um, one more time. Don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled the requirement of the law. It's a learning process, amen? Man, it's a learning process because 
It's easy to love John. Sometimes you ever heard Zoe snap at you? Oh, yeah, brother. Got my head bit off one night almost. She didn't mean to do it, and that's why I still love her. It sounded like, no. You remember that, John? I remember I was, it takes a lot to scare me. I don't get scared very easily. Again, good old country boy, north side of Houston, but at night. All right, Zoe. It's like that. All right. Raquel's not in here. I can't pick on her today. But it's a learning process. John says, Chris, I'm going to show you how to love her through that. Because I've been practicing for 20 years. <laughs> no, all seriousness. It, it, you have to learn. There's, I'm, I'm sharing this today, and it's been a work in my life for the last week and a half, these scriptures, and just just, just pondering this and, and asking Holy Spirit to reveal to me what he's trying to show me. And that's, I'm just sharing with you today. I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm just sharing with you where I've been. And, and tomorrow I'm going to get tested with something. It may be this afternoon. My goodness, who knows? I'm going to get tested on this. And that's okay. And even that, it's not that, that God is up here saying, oh yeah, here we go. I'll throw some dice at him. See, since you, I'm going to test you. That's what our religious way used to say. I'm going to test you, my son. Remember Job? Yeah. That's old covenant. Sorry. Um, it's not like that. It's the fact that I am recognizing something. And so my capacity to grow into more of a son, now I've proclaimed that. So that's where I'm going to walk now. Does that make sense? We set our own destiny, our own words. Jesus said that in John 12, I believe. But anyway, man, so many rabbit trails. Sorry, Zoe, I'm making fun of you. It's all right. Uh, don't owe anyone anything except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. Verse 9 for the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And every other commandment can be summed up in these words. Love and value others the same way that you love and value yourself. Man, such a powerful verse, amen? Love others as you would love yourself. And uh, I think somebody really important said that, and his name was Jesus. Verse 10 uh, love makes it impossible to harm another, so love fulfills all the law requires. Now, how in the world do you handle that when problems come up with people? Um, it's not easy, right? Right? It's good in here. Most of us get along pretty good. But we will all be faced with something that this scripture will pop in our mind. Love makes it impossible to harm another. Love makes it impossible to harm another. So it's not that love has left me if I'm about to harm somebody or if I'm about to get into some ugliness with somebody. It's at that moment... I'm not acting like the son that I am. But here's the real question that I believe is, is super important is how do we deal with problems and still show love? I mean, how do we do that? So like Larry, he's a fireman and a police officer, right? I've joked before, Mary's got both calendars. But how many times do you think Larry has to deal with people that don't want his help or that are breaking the law? You're a police officer. In this climate today, 
there's a lot of people that already put a bad mark on you. And then there's a lot of people that are going to jump the other side. And there's this big debate and this fight that wants to go on, right? The fight wants to happen. It doesn't have to. We've got so much in our climate today. You and I, as sons and daughters, as believers, as sons and daughters, you and I are not meant to stay in these walls. We're not, this, is, this is not church. Well, I'm, we don't come together to have a service. We come together to have an encounter. Church is what you do outside of here. That's the Greek word that is used 97% of the time that Jesus used, in the, or 97% of the time in the New, New Testament. The word is ecclesia, and it's a governmental stand, standpoint. The connotation is governmental. You and I, we're the solutionaries of the world. There's a lot of problems right now, right? You and I have the solutions because we have the mind of Christ. And now today we learn again that we don't just have the mind of Christ. We have the love of Christ. We have the solutions. We have the answers that are needed. And you and I are going to be put in circumstances and situations. You and I are meant to be the tip of the spear when it comes to solving Solving problems, equating problems. And that's because we have the mind and the love of the Father. And it's not going to be easy. Um, there's so many, I mean, think right now, if you just think about, I don't know how many of y'all still watch the news. Man, I try to turn that junk off. Uh, they're all paid by one entity anyway, or six, I guess. Um, and, you know, you can turn on the TV, the radio, the news. You can walk down the street, whatever, and you'll hear everything uh, from Trump to Biden to those that like Trump to those that don't. And then it depends on what race you are to which one of those you are. That That's another fight. And then there's another fight of, you know, uh, the border and then Afghan. I mean, man, everybody wants to fight. Right? So how do you handle those? That's what I love about us. We're, we're a good, we're, we're a good mix right here, man. We got everybody involved, you know, even from the islands. I'm not going to say, no, 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 no. You don't say the wrong island where Miss Angela's from. She will correct you. <laughs> Yeah, but my point is, is that we have all these different avenues that you and I are walking on. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice in your life, right, that you're walking. You're, you're, something is going to come at you or, you know, you're a police officer. What are you going to do, quit? No, you're going to, there, there, are, there are adverse things that are going to come your way because you put on that uniform. And so how are you going to handle that? You're a firefighter. How are you going to handle that when it comes? And it's on and on and on, you know, and, and we go through the whole spectrum. We've talked about a lot of different things in this church. But I, the, I, I know that the one thing is that as you step in your life, the most important thing right now for us to know is our identity. This is my opinion. Know that you're a son. Know that you're a daughter. You are a king. You are a queen. You have the mind of the heavenly father. You have the whole heavenly realm at your disposal for answers and solutions and strategy of how to fix whatever steps in front of you because you're not the ones that are looking for the fight. The enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen? And in that moment, in that life, in those steps, you and I have got to put on love because that's who we are and we don't owe anyone anything except to love them amen man there's so much here you know it's so funny some people today that I talk to they think that certain things just came out that America started this or that or whatever but uh, you know I joke a lot about Baptists because that's where we come from. If you're Baptist and you're watching, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I mean, I don't dislike you or nothing like that. 
I just know that that's where we come from, and so we crack jokes. Don't be so uptight. It's okay. Um, sorry. But, um, man, y'all, don't laugh, Mary. You made me lose my point. I forgot it. Just kidding. <laughs> we do. We crack, I crack a lot of jokes. I do. Um, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I totally forgot where I was going with that. That's okay. Luby's is calling, right? <laughs> Owe no one nothing except to love him, to love one another. For the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept. And as you and I step into the next phase, the next part of our life, whatever that looks like for you this afternoon or tomorrow or this week, you know, the holidays are coming up. Who knows what we're going to get into. As a church, we're trying to, um, um, we want to begin to establish like a Friday night worship night once a, once a month where we come together uh, like we did the other Wednesday. Um, we want to push into some of that. Uh, we want to begin to expand on our, on our um, prophetic company, which we're not going to call it that, but we want to begin to expand on that and and give you opportunity and more insight. Uh, we want to begin to push into things, right? We want to see the city of Conroe changed. It's the fastest growing city in the nation. We want to see kingdom reformation come to the systems of government everywhere we are. We just want to start here in Conroe because that's our city. The Woodlands gets to tag along because they border with us, right? So we want to see reformation come. And that only comes by us putting things back to the way they're supposed to be, which is not whatever the religious state said in 1952 or in 1801 or in 1649 when William Grinnell and the other Puritans laid out so many marvelous things. It's not even the rules and the list that they had. When we go back and we study the first church, the very first, what the apostles did, when we study what the first 200 years of church history was like, they didn't fight about pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. They didn't even believe in, in that kind of thing, actually. All they did was teach about loving one another and bringing systems of change. And we need a lot of change in our world right now, yes? All these problems and things that we're talking about, we need change. Amen? And even though in some of them, we, people will fight and argue, some will protest, some will, man, look in, look in uh, Australia. Anybody know what's going on in Australia right now? My goodness, man, it's bad over there. And people don't care anymore. They're done. They say, shackles are coming off, get out of my way, and they're all just getting tased and shot with rubber bullets and... They're coming out in groups, and there's a, there's, a, there's a way to handle things, and then sometimes there's a way that things get handled. And the point that I want to make most importantly is that you and I, to change the systems of the world, to change our steps that we take, to change the movement where you and I are going and what comes at you, we must begin with love. It is the most important thing. We must begin with love. We must love one another. We must love the people that don't, that, that, <laughs> I was going to say that don't deserve it, but that's not the right way to say that because that's the one thing they do deserve is love. The woman at the well, you know, for years, I, I love Raquel talks about, about that passage. I love the way she talks about it, but for years in church, we were taught that she was just a, she was a prostitute or she was a whore. We would hear that. I'm sorry if that offends you. Um, I don't mean to do it. That's the way it would be spoken from the pulpit sometimes. I guess they were reading King James. But the reality is, is that is not at all. When Jesus came to her, 
nothing but love. And this was a Samaritan, right? The Jews and the Samaritans don't mix, right? Or so we thought. And Jesus says, oh, no, I'm going to take care of that right now. Give me a glass of water, would you please? And an entire city was changed because he showed love, because he accepted her for as she was. And, man, then if you start studying Jewish culture at that time, and even which Samaritan culture was almost identical, they, didn't, they couldn't stand each other, but they're cousins. Like, come on, man. It's like the Middle East today, right? It wasn't her fault that she had five husbands. Any of y'all know that? It wasn't her fault. It's not like she said, mm, I'm done with you. Peace out. I want a new one. She had no choice because women, they didn't have a say in none of that. It was the men that just, oh, I'm divorcing you. Oh, I'm divorcing you. I'm divorcing you. We never know the circumstance of this lady that was on my porch the other day. She was messed up, and I, I don't know what caused her to get there, but she deserved love. Amen? So let's, let's, put, our, let's put our capacity towards love. Let's, let's ask the Father. Man, Holy Spirit's responsibility is to reveal the Father's heart to you and I. That's, that's his number one responsibility. Jesus said it. So as we step, as we move, as we travel, through life these next few days before we join back together again to get energized all over again, right? Let's put that capacity of love in our forethought. Amen? Because they all deserve it, and even every one of you with each other deserve it. Owe no one nothing except to love them. Amen? So would you stand with me this morning? Oh, man, Father, I just thank you. Father, I thank you that as, uh, as this community has, has grown so much in you, that just a new, a new level, a new era of capacity would begin to grow in us. That, uh, man, as we look around the room, the, just, there's, there's so many different attributes of life that is represented that are represented here in this in this small community, and it's so cool that um, these are the people that are going to infect the world right here in this area. And so, Father, uh, as a pastor here, I just want to I declare your greatness, but I simply decree right now a fresh new capacity of love and the understanding of how to walk in it. That, Father, I decree that our ears are going to be more attentive in how you speak, that our senses uh, would, would all align to the hearing of your voice so that we could display more of your love, more of your heart, more of your character, so that we could see the systems of this world conformed to the image of your heart. We pray, Father, that we would see reformation come because we are taking love to the forefront of our own life. And that in every aspect, that in every persuasion, that in every step that we take, every move that we make, every thought that we have, that, Lord, there would be a greater capacity to love those around us, whether they know you or not, no matter what they look like, what they sound like, what choices they make, God, that we would love them for who you created them to be and that we would be uh, responsible enough in our debt of love to lavish that on them. And that, Father, we would hear your voice, that we would press into a greater understanding to be able to share with this world and change the systems of this place to where they look like your heart, Father. Lord, we thank you so much. I just ask you to bless every person that's hearing our voice today, every person in this house right now. 
We thank you so much, Father. We pray for your protection. We pray that we would be wise as serpents and gentle as doves, that we would be aware of our enemy and how he attacks, how he wants to dissuade us. I pray for uh, all of these mighty, mighty warriors in this place to walk around fully guarded and fully ready uh, to vanquish, as uh, Corinthians says, the attack of the enemy, but to also simply (laughs) let loose with your love. Father, we thank you so much for your love that you've lavished on us and for the chains that you have set us free from. And we look forward to what comes next as we learn and live and as we love. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Man, God bless you, everybody. Y'all be safe. Uh, if you need prayer for anything specific, would you just, just come and join us up front here, and, uh, and we'd be glad to pray for you. We love you. God bless.